0: Welcome to the Buecher and Friends podcast. Here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher.
1: Welcome to another coronavirus episode of Buecher and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, you can hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young-onset Parkinson's called Rebound. Pre-ordered copies are available now on Amazon. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Bucher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you're not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. And it is my great pleasure to introduce this episode's guest, Luke Kennard of the Los Angeles Clippers pride of Franklin High, and a fellow Buckeye. Luke, thanks a lot for joining me.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Definitely excited about it, So thank you.
1: So uh, one of the things we do here on Bucer and Friends is we have an icebreaker, and we um, we ask about people's middle names, Luke Douglas okay. Kennard. Uh, where did the Luke come from, and where did the Douglas come from?
0: I mean, the story I got from my parents was uh, there. There was two names, and and they my I have an older sister. Her name is Lauren, so they wanted to keep an L um, for my name. So it was between Lance and Luke. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure at first they were leaning towards Lance,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I, I like Luke. I like Luke better, and I'm I'm glad they they went with it. So um, they wanted just to, to keep an L. I mean, my, my dad's name is Mark. My mom's name is Jennifer, but. I think with my sister Lauren, they just wanted to keep an L with it, so they went with Luke, um, and then Douglas is just it's, it's a family name. Um, okay. I have a couple uncles, my my grandfather, and then my dad's middle name is Douglas. So uh, yeah, just 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 reigning the family, I guess.
1: So you know my son Matt, right? Um, yep. Or you've you've uh, you've talked to him on the phone. He mm-hmm. so Joe Prunny Longtime assistant coach. He was the uh interim coach for the Bucks when, when Jay Kidd got let go. Um he tried to convince me that we should name Matt uh Duke because Duke Buker was guaranteeing that he would be a stud. And so no I always I always think of Duke. Whenever I think of Luke, whenever I think of you, I always think of the potential that Matt could have been named. Duke. I couldn't get my wife to buy into it. We went with family names too, but we were that we were that close. And I gotta I gotta I gotta say, I think Joe was onto something. Duke Bucher would be a pretty good would be a pretty good name. Um,
0: oh, it would have been great.
1: And as a Dukie, you could probably appreciate appreciate that uh, appreciate that too. Exactly. So I, I, this is what I'm going to try to do, uh, Luke. I'm going to try to ask you as many questions as I can that you've never been asked before. And I um, I looked for a, some assistance to be able to get this done. So here's the first one: Why did you give your dog the same name as Blake Griffin's dog?
0: Okay, okay. Um, so so when I first got my dog, um, it, it was it was during my rookie year, and I at the time I didn't even know Blake had had a dog, and. <laughs> um so rookie was just one of the options that we we wanted to call it and and he it just it worked and then once blake found out i think i posted it on on social media blake found out about it right and he's like man why like why why are you co- trying to copy me why why are you naming your dog rookie and my name my dog's name is rookie uh, i like, "Man, i had no idea like, it was uh so it was it was a funny a funny story funny moment but uh yeah, we definitely had some back and forth with the with the rookie, the names and with the dogs. So uh, it was funny though.
1: So you know, you you know who tipped me off to that? Blake Blake was the one who who I asked him. I said I I got mm-hmm. I I need some I need some questions that he may have never been asked before. And that was the first thing he gave me. Yep. makes makes a lot Always. of sense. <laughs> makes a lot of sense though. Um, so the other thing you, you you are well known for from the time that you got drafted was. <laughs> you know all the words to frozen but what Mm -hmm. i haven't heard is anybody ask you why you know all the words to frozen
0: that first came up in a story oh when was it might have been like when i like after i was drafted and i'm not sure who came up with that um (laughs) i never admitted to it i don't think and it's actually not true. I, I love the movie. The movie's great. The movie's great. I do know a couple songs, but like you know, it, it's it's not in my top five. But I mean that doesn't that doesn't mean that I don't know some songs. Definitely right. have some great songs, great soundtrack, but <laughs> I don't know every single word. Okay. I don't know every single word. So uh but yeah, it, okay. So, that was that was funny when it first came out.
1: So the media, the media didn't quite didn't quite get that right. Um, I'm I assume one of the songs you know though is Let It Go because everybody knows Let It Go, right?
0: Yeah, of course that's the one. That so, is the one.
1: So <laughs> at a Super Bowl a couple years ago, I met Adina Menzel. Okay, and and we I got I have to say we had a moment.
0: <laughs> Who wouldn't?
1: It was, I mean, she is, she is striking. She like, she, we, we kind of, we, we met on the, the Sirius XM set and, um, she has these striking blue eyes. It was, uh, anyway, um, that's what I think of when I think of Frozen and think of, of, uh, of letting go. Um, no, one of the other reasons that I, I really wanted to have you, uh, on, on the podcast is because for me, you've joined one of the most interesting teams in the league with the Clippers in terms of what they're capable of doing, what they're coming off of last year. And the first thing I noticed with you is that you're you're shooting efficiency, your percentages. You're not scoring the way you did last year. You're not getting as many minutes, but you're you're shooting all-time career highs in every category. And and yet your role has been bouncing all over the place, so I'm wondering how. What, what do you attribute to that your your great shooting that you've had so far this season?
0: Yeah, well, I think like, when well, I mean, when I first got traded uh, to LA, um, you know, I, I it's, it was something obviously I've never been through. Um, mm-hmm. So just you know, learning everybody, learning the system, the new coaches, and obviously new teammates. Um, and then just kind of wanting to fit in, you know, being, being a great teammate, um, being, being a player and a teammate that that guys want to play with. Um, but it it was a a great and easy transition, honestly, like the guys have have been really welcoming. Um, and I knew that this is, you know, it's going to be different. Like, like we're, we're going to be going for a championship and, um, we have a really good team and, you know, I think this year, obviously, like you said, you know, yeah, the the shots, like not getting as many shots, but I mean when you're playing with guys like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, like you don't take that for granted. Like right. like you're you're watching like greatness. Like these guys are great. I've never been on a team with some like with guys like these two. Yeah. And you just sit back and, and watch sometimes and it's incredible. Like I think these are like this year has been the shots that I have gotten are like the most open I've been. Yeah. And it's because so much attention are all on, on those two guys and if I'm in the game with even just one of them at the at the, at the time it's like man you just be ready to shoot like these guys will find you they attract so much attention so it's just being ready to shoot and you know that was one of the things that I worked on when I got here was just a lot of catch and shoot you know kind of moving off the ball catch and shoot stuff and um, I've gotten a lot of a lot of good open looks just because of that but yeah, yeah it's been great so far i mean we've we've won a lot of games and um, it's, it's just been a really fun season.
1: Well, there's no question you are a good teammate and have a great attitude because I watched the. I think you play you 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 played the start of the on this road trip. This we're recording this after uh, the road trip through Chicago and Minnesota for the Clippers. You started the fourth quarter, and if I'm not mistaken, you never touched the ball at the. <laughs> <laughs> at the offensive end of the floor in your two mm-hmm. stints to start to open the fourth quarter. You went up, you went down, you rebounded, you defended, and you never even touched the ball in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I, I, I have that right, right? I'm sure you're aware of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And And yet, but- like, there was never you know, I never saw any indication from you body language wise or any of that, or like, you know, right. clapping for the ball. And obviously I think in both games, like Lou, Lou just started to go off. Right.
0: Um, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. when you, And obviously Lou Williams, I mean, he's one of the most unique scores in the NBA. Mm. And yeah, I, I mean, I know like my opportunity will come. Like there, there'll be times where, where I'm, I'm hitting shots and I'm getting more shots. Like we have guys on the team that can, that can go off any given night and, and score and, and make plays so i mean our job out there is, is to defend we want to be one of the best defensive teams so yeah defending running the floor spacing the floor you know we have weapons and, and when guys like like lou go off like that i mean you, you got to give him the ball sure I mean, he's, he's that special sure. with the, with the basketball and can make you know some really good plays for us
1: you um i mean your your role i, w- I wasn't joking when i said it's kind of been all over the place i mean you've started I think you've played a um a mm-hmm. max of 38 minutes, you've played as few as 4 and there's been very little consistency through this part, you know, this this far into the season. How do you stay locked in? How do you stay ready? And I always think I always think of the conditioning part. There's the mental part obviously, but there's right. also just you know, when you when you only play ten minutes in a game, it's a lot different than thirty eight. What do you what do you do to make sure that you're ready to go either direction?
0: A lot of it is just just trusting the work, you know, on the side and, and what you're doing, you know, during practice days and, and stuff like that. Just just staying ready. You know, I, I missed a lot of time last year with with an injury, so this year was just a um, you know a, a a year of getting back into the rhythm of things and making sure I'm healthy and I'm feeling great. Like it's, it's the healthiest I've been like my body's feeling great. I haven't missed a game yet. And it's, it's just been a thing where I just continue to work, you know, getting extra shots up before practice and, you know, lifting, doing some conditioning stuff, just making sure you're staying ready and enjoying the process of getting better. And, um, and when your name is called to, um, to be out there, you're just ready to go. You know, that's, that's just the professionalism about, you know, the game of, uh, you know, the NBA.
1: Yeah, and, you for know, sure. some
0: really good guys on my team that, you know, represent the professional way of going about things. And just to learn from, from guys um, here in L.A. that do that, you know, they, they, they trusted their work. And to get where they are right now, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a process. And they trusted it. And, um, you know, it's just a thing for me. And I'm still young, still still young in this league. So I'm looking forward to, you know, just continuing to progress and, um, you know, excited what the what the future holds
1: being being a Midwestern guy I would imagine that you know Detroit wasn't a, you know a, a huge adjustment for you what's it been like I think you had a pro day out in LA but I don't know outside of that how much time you've spent in California what was the move like for you going from the Midwest to LA I
0: love warm weather so the weather is great <laughs> <laughs> I mean the weather is, is great but um no I mean I the transition was, was great. I mean, the, the team really, you know, supported me through everything, you know, getting stuff moved out of my place in, in Michigan and, um, just moving out here. And, and I, I have been out here a few times, um, during summers of the off season, uh, my trainers out here. So I'll come out for about gotcha. a couple months, actually a month and a half, two months, um, and just work and, you know, stay out here. And, um, so yeah, I, I know the city a little bit, so just being familiar with it and, Um, you know finding a place to live um, was was pretty easy so uh, yeah it's been a really easy transition and you know I'm all settled in and uh, it's been great so far.
1: Where were you and what was your first reaction when you knew that you were going to the Clippers and you were going to LA that you were making this big shift in your career?
0: It was draft night and you know I think it was mid first round or or something like that I Mm. was just sitting on my couch you know it was, was kind of late and just sitting on my couch in, in, in michigan and you know i got a call and you know before it went down you know it just went you know the, the team called me and let me know what was going on how you know how it went down and you know just what the next moves were going to be and um you know at first i was i was kind of shocked i mean i was just you know surprised you know it's, it's such a big change you know you don't realize how big it is during that moment hmm. um but my my dad was actually there um you know visiting during the draft came up just to hang out for a few days watch the draft and you know just just hang out and you know I told him and you know we, we just stayed up thought about it and talked about it and uh you know we, we knew it was going to be a, a good thing for me so at the time yeah I, w- I was kind of shocked but it, but excited and you know it's it's a it's definitely a big move you know moving across the country um you know my family was was close back to they're from the midwest obviously and, right you know they were able to visit a lot um where i was but you know it's it's been a great move so far and everybody's really happy and excited about it and like i said the transition went went really well
1: my parents still live in the same house that i grew up in in cincinnati believe it or not
0: wow yeah it's crazy they're, they're we we're, we're they're still in the same house that wow. i grew up in and yep Great area, great, great neighborhood. Yeah. We, we love it. Anytime I, anytime I can go back home, I love going back home. Yeah, There's nothing like
1: it. I've always said that, um, if you grow up in the tri-state area, it's a great place to grow up. It's a great place to settle down, but it should be a law that everybody has to leave for at least three years just to experience something (laughs) else.
0: Right? Yes, I agree. I agree. Get out. You know, branch out a little bit yeah. experience and stuff so but yeah I agree yeah. with you
1: cuz I don't know so about cool. you but I too many of my friends or or you know relatives or everybody like they don't go anywhere like that is it man they that's they put down right. roots and they just hey, well, they stay there I have right I mean I have friends that have have stayed
0: there um and and are working there but like the the city you know Franklin the city where I live like everybody is really close and like everybody um, you know, it's, it's it really is like a family there. Like when I when I was in high school, the support from like just the sporting, mm. um, like the sporting side of it, like the people are incredible. I mean, they they I mean, I have probably one of the biggest fan bases just from my hometown in the NBA, and
1: yeah. it's and that's
0: no lie. Like they are they're so locked in on what I do, and it's it's incredible the support that they give me. So yeah, people people love it there. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a great. You know, home feel, and that's what people like. That's what people enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I definitely. I mean, I have friends that that are still there, and uh, you know, some of my best friends to this day are still back home.
1: It's also kind of unique. I mean, there aren't a ton. Uh, you know, I think high school basketball in Ohio is pretty good, but you don't, by and large, have a lot of guys who have gone to the NBA from right. from Ohio in general. You, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure why that is. Do you do you? I mean, are the guys that you played with where you thought you know what these these guys are good enough, or this guy could go and for one reason or another it doesn't happen? I, I've never quite figured it out because I I think the talent is is there right.
0: for the most part. No, there's yeah, there's some really really good players um, when I when I was in school and you know some guys on my team you know they went on and a couple guys went and played football in like Division two, II, Division three. You know, one of my best friends played in, in the NAIA school, was was a really good player. But you know, it, it's it's tough. It really is. Like there's there's a stat I don't know the stat by heart, but just like the percentage of players going like from high school to play in college. Yeah. Or, like division one. Yeah. And it's then like... division one to go to the NBA. It's the stat is unreal. Like yeah. it is it's crazy. I'll have to look it up. But it um it's tough. It really is tough. So you know, I, I've been blessed, you know, with some God-given talents and um, some really good. Like I said, you know, my I had some really good support back home. Like really good, like guys that that know that know the game of basketball. Hmm. My dad w- played, and uh, he he grew up training me and coached me um, until I was in middle school. So, yeah, it, it was great.
1: Well, clearly, anybody who has, I think, the the footwork that you have, and obviously the shooting that you have. That to me is good coaching at an early age. Who who first mm-hmm. put a basketball in your hand or who first, and, and and were you a natural shooter from the beginning? Because lefties are kind of funky you. I, I mean, as a fellow lefty, oh, yeah. like we're we, we, we have we, we have those junky games. We're streaky, but we're not oh. we're not always, you know, Chris Mullen and you are exceptions to the rule. We're we're usually more like Jalen right. Rose right well
0: my dad was was the first one to put a ball in my hand okay and it 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 was that way you know he would he would always push me to go to the gym and i loved it like i loved basketball growing up like that was just that's what i wanted to do i mean Mm -hmm. that is that was my my go-to thing um but yeah and i and i was just a natural like lefty there's video that my dad has shown me um and he, he tells people this all the time of me like playing in a like a a league when i was very very young and i would have the ball on the right side of the court and i would just use my left hand and dribble all the way across to the left side and just throw it up with my left with my left hand and he's not sure how it happened because i I throw right-handed yes i'm 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 a natural right-handed person but i just shoot left-handed like anything i do i usually do with my right with my right hand but i just shoot left and he's not sure how it happened he said that's that's just how it how it went down yeah um but yeah i mean my dad my dad took me to the gym a lot um you know there was a an outdoor court right like right up the road from from my house and we would go shoot outside and um yeah so you know looking looking back now you know i love love going to the gym and you know ex- glad that he took me to the gym and, and pushed me really hard
1: and yeah, I was just gonna say because you played quarterback. Did, uh, did you play quarterback at Franklin High? Were you? Did you play in high school? Yeah. And you were you were a right-handed yep. quarterback.
0: Right-handed. And, yep.
1: Yeah, and so you throw a football right right-handed. You golf right-handed. Um, we're gonna get to that in a second because there's Kevin Gregg mm-hmm. is disappointed that he wasn't able to take any money off you before you left uh, <laughs> Detroit. Kevin Gregg, <laughs> Kevin, Grigg, Kevin Grigg with uh, the uh, the Detroit Pistons. So do you do, is there anything else that you do? And by the way, I'm like, I thought I was one of the strange ones because I I shoot left-handed, but I also throw left-handed, but I bowl right-handed. I can bat either way. I golf right-handed, although I think I probably could golf left-handed if I had to. But I have that weird combination, but not to your extent. I mean shooting left-handed and throwing right-handed i've never i've never heard of that right before okay. um and you don't know how it happened
0: I'm not sure how it happened no and in like i mean i right right-handed i mean the craziest thing to me is i played baseball growing up yeah um when i was younger didn't play in high school or anything but i'm a lefty batter bat <laughs> left-handed okay cannot bat right cannot bat right wow but in golf i golf right okay Bat left, golf right, and that's yeah. that's the weird yeah. one to me. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know why, but I can't can't golf left. I can bat left, but I can't golf left. That is like, crazy. It's, it's bad.
1: That is crazy.
0: But um, I kick left footed. I mean, it's there's different. Uh, so many different things. And what about I'm just all over the place? You're a left footed kicker. Left footed kicker. Yep. <laughs> Quarterback and punter in high school. That's what I did. <laughs> um, that's it. Yep.
1: What about tennis? I, play, I have played tennis right
0: handed. I, okay. I would swing right-handed. Yep. That is ping pong. Ping pong, same way. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, that's wild. Different,
0: different. Do but you... that's just that's just how it happened.
1: So, do you find that like when it comes to finishing right-handed or anything like that? That I, I assume that came a lot easier.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's a funny story when I was growing up. My dad we, at the at the basket um, that was outdoor right up the road from our house. Well, I had no right hand. When I was younger, like uh, none. Like I said, I dribbled across the floor you get to my left, like the left side, all left. Wow. Um, but there was one summer, my dad said, We are working on your right hand, and that is all we're doing. So I would, we would go up, I would dribble up with my right hand and shoot layups and just little shots yeah. on the rim, all right handed. It was pretty bad at first. How old were you? My goodness. I mean, I was in elementary school. Okay. I mean, pretty young, elementary school, and all right handed. And it was bad at first. Like, I was not good. But that summer is when I, um, when I really, you know, changed my game around just because of that, and my dad tells the story all the time, and he would get in the car and drive home. It wasn't, it wasn't that far. Like it, I don't want to make it seem like it was really far or anything, but I would, I would have to dri- dribble home with my right hand while he would follow me in the car and just like, you know, <laughs> tear me on. And it, it was funny. I'd have my left hand behind my back, dribble with my right, and if I messed up, I'd have to go all the way back. And, oh my goodness, wow! I swear, there was one time I think I cried. But you know, looking back now, it was—I mean, my dad tells that story all the time. He would push me so hard, and you know, looking back now, it wasn't—I was like—wasn't fun at the time. Sometimes, but um, you know, sometimes I would want to be at a water park or something. with My yeah. friends, but we would go shoot hoops. And looking back now, man, it was—you know, it's, its its pretty cool to to think about, and uh, you know, it was really, really good times. I'm sure, sure.
1: I'm sure your dad <laughs> cherishes those those. Those times too. Oh, man. no doubt.
0: Right? No doubt.
1: That one on one time.
0: That's, that's sure. Yeah.
1: Yep. The um so Sean Livingston, um Sean Livingston's dad used to uh have him in the backseat of the car with the door open and make him dribble, and he would drive the car. So he had to dribble the dribble and keep it keep it under control while the car was moving. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. I've heard some... Oh, that's that's funny. Yeah, some pretty pretty crazy stuff. What has it been... You just came off this road trip. What has it been like um, playing with all of the COVID protocol and traveling with all the COVID protocol? How different has it been? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah,
0: man. Oh my goodness. This season has been so different. And obviously, you know, we didn't play in the bubble um, when they were down in Orlando. So I didn't really like know what it was like to play without fans or anything. Mm. Um, but there, there are some cities where there are limited fans, but yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, everywhere you go, um, uh, you go on like a back entrance of the hotel, you have your own elevator, your own floor. You can't like, you're not allowed to go outside the hotel. I mean, there's, there's certain things we can do depending on, on like the city, mm-hmm. but I mean, just playing with no fans and just, you know, staying in your room at, at, at your hotel, or even in market, like you have to stay at your house. But you know, I get it. It, it. It's different, but you know, I get. You know, health and safety is, is the main priority, and that's that's our our main focus. And because we want to play, I mean, we don't want the season to be shut down anymore. And you know, we want to play. That's that's what that's our job. You know, that's what we we want to do. That's what we live to do. So as, as long as we can continue to play, I think I think we'll do the necessary necessary things. Yeah, to make sure we do
1: that. I should have looked this up. I, have you guys had any games postponed as a result of? We, of, we of, have not. You have not. Okay. We are one of
0: the one of the teams that have not.
1: We, we've been we've been lucky. Yep. Because I would think that that would kind of screw you up too, right? I mean, the the thing for me is, right. is 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 how do you maintain a routine? The guys that I know, right. routine is so vital and I guess you can find one and build it around this but you suddenly got a, a game that is postponed I think it would throw everything off right
0: right I mean and then they want to make up those games that have been postponed and you don't know when you're gonna play you might have to like you know play back to back I know I know a couple teams have like added trips to a road trip that they were already on like it's, it's crazy how it's how it's happened or something like that but Um, yeah I mean you know I've been in the league this is my fourth year so yeah I've developed a routine the last three years and it's just it's so different this year just getting to the gym like you're not allowed to get to the gym like three hours before is like the the maximum you could get there before Mm -hmm. like usually I mean you can go whenever and guys go early to to get stuff done but you know there's so many different things like you have to be spaced out in the locker room and there's there's so many different things but you know like I said that's our main focus is just Keeping everybody safe, yeah. keeping everybody healthy, um, just making sure we do that.
1: What is it like playing? Where, where, where does not having fans in the building impact you the most, or where do you where do you feel it the most? How how does it do you think affect uh, the game or or the way guys play or the way teams play?
0: Yeah, I mean, at first it was it was weird. It, it's it's just really quiet. I know, like the the arenas, they play like just some audio from you know, from past games, or I think they even took it from the video game from uh, NBA 2K. Hmm. Um, Just like the audio from it, like the crowd cheering and and booing and stuff like that. But it's just quiet. Like you're able to hear so many different things, guys talking, you know, when you, when you hit a big shot, you know, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's cool. um, But like, you don't get that same, that same like effect that adrenaline that, that the crowd gives you, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's just those special moments that you, that you have with fans, um, and it, you know I, we can't wait to get that back whenever that may be. We're, yeah. we're so excited for for that to that to happen, hopefully soon. You know we're we're it's it's different for me. It it really is, and you know I, I like having fans. You know the background as a shooter, you know the background is, it has effects on on your shot. You know the the distance and stuff, and having yep. fans in the back kind of kind of helps that out a little bit. Yeah, you know? but I think we're like twenty. Twenty some games in right now, and um, we've kind of got you. Kind of get used to it. So um, it's just a thing now where you just go out and play, and that's that's just that's all you do.
1: What's the most difficult place that you've played in because it there are no fans? Like, is there one particular place where you're like, man, this this is different shooting in this in this arena compared to when when it's full?
0: Honestly, like Staples Center, because hmm. no matter like who the, the Clippers, the Lakers are playing. Like, there, there's always fans. Like, it's usually always sold out. There's always people there. Like, just my first couple games and, and the Staples Center was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. It's so quiet. And so, yeah, I mean, the Staples Center was, was probably one of the most different um, atmospheres with no fans that, that I that I've seen so far. But, you know, like I said, after a few games, you just kind of get used to it. And, yeah, it's just a thing where – you know, you just you go out and play. Yeah. And it's just it's kinda like your normal now, you know.
1: How distinctive is it between playing in your building and playing in someone else's building?
0: Obviously, you know, arenas have their different, you know, shapes, sizes, yep. shapes and sizes and um you know, each one has a different feel to it. But I mean, with the no fans, um, there's not like tons it's not tons of the differences. Like honestly, it's it's kinda like I said, it's just the normal now, and you just, you know, you expect it. But there there has been a couple um, cities that have allowed, like I said, limited fans. Like, we were in Miami, and Orlando, Atlanta um, had some. So, it's weird to say it, but it was weird to see people in, in the arena. Hmm. But it, it was cool. Like, like my dad was able to, to travel, and um, and just, I wasn't able to, like, to get in close contact with him. But to see him in the stands, you know, see a familiar face in the stands, it's, it's pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're excited to even have our families back in whenever that may be yeah. just to watch and support us. So looking forward to it
1: for sure. Uh, is, is the protocol any different when it comes to the team plane or the bus? you notice anything is, are they, are they taking any measures that are different because of, of COVID
0: there's some like extra buses? I mean, they're more spaced out, um, you know, hmm. limited amount of people on, on buses. The plane is, is pretty normal. Again, I mean, you're spaced out a little bit more on the plane as well. Um, Nothing, like, to the extreme. But, I mean, obviously, you have to wear your mask. And, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just staying safe. I mean, we we have, like, our team or our staff, you know, we're all together. And that's just kind of how they want to keep it. They want to keep us around the same people and just staying as safe as possible with it.
1: So how – this is the kind of peculiar thing for me is – they there are all these measures to keep you guys distanced and safe and all of that but you still have to end up getting on the court and bodying up guys and breathing on each other and you know right. and you're going to have the natural you know dapping each other up and all of that stuff <sighs> i don't know it how do you juxtapose like that versus like I could see guys going, well, why are we main- doing all this other stuff when you know we we still gotta like play against each other when we're in close proximity? Right. You know, have they ever tried to explain, hey, this is why we want to take all these precautions away from the court, even though you guys are in close proximity on the court?
0: One of the things that that came out that was confusing to people was like jersey exchanges. You weren't allowed to do those after mm. games, mm. but like you said. You know during the game we're, we're bumping guys like we're hitting guys and you know, touching. like it, it's you know it, it's a contact sport like you're in contact like you're touching the same basketball like the entire game so yeah, yeah people are just confused about it you know like why can't we like everybody's getting tested every day obviously you know they just say they want to limit the amount of interaction we have mm-hmm. and if that three-minute conversation after the game they want to limit it i mean we we get it but we're also like you know we we play against them a lot and like we're we're in contact during the entire game but you know like i said we we're just we want to play and if, if that's what it takes if that's what they want us to do that's just what we're gonna to have to sure. do sure so um we want to remain on the court. That's this that's our main focus this year.
1: Yeah. And I will say, you know, for, I mean, it's different, it's, it's, it's different covering the league uh, where everything's on zoom and, you know, you're not in the locker room, you're not, you're not, you're not having the conversations right. normally had after the game and it is distanced. Right. Um, but I will say, I, you know, with everything else being kind of shut down still or limited, the fact that there are games on every night is is just such a, feels like such a luxury for me. You know, it's, it's something clearly right. to look forward to and, you know, to, to still be able to have conversations like this, it, it's any any f- sense of normalcy for me is a plus. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky, you know, as you know, living, in, living in, in California, we can still get out a lot. I still think about the people that are just shut in because right. of the weather. Back east, exactly. or you know, or in the northern climate, that 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 has to be really mentally draining.
0: The sunshine is great. I mean, just to get some fresh air here, you know, it's we're lucky. We're lucky, that's for sure.
1: You haven't had that much experience in the playoffs, but you're one of the rare guys whose numbers and percentages, like your game, goes up or ha- went went up in the postseason, and that's that's the exception, not the rule. Just because the game gets harder, right? Right. To what do you owe or what do you attribute the fact that uh, you were able to take your game up a notch in the playoffs?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the playoffs was, um, they were, it was incredible. I mean, an incredible experience. We, we made the playoffs uh, in Detroit my my second year and, and it, 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 went, it went great. I mean, obviously we didn't have the outcome we wanted. Played Milwaukee. They beat us in four games. But, but yeah, I had, I had a pretty decent series and I think, playoffs it just it you got to take everything up a notch it's not like regular season games don't mean anything because they do i mean they, they'll get you to the playoffs they'll get you a higher seed in the playoffs but you have to take everything up a notch your 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 mentality um your preparation and just you know your your energy in games you know it and just the adrenaline of, of playing in an nba playoff game there's nothing like it like i mean i've played in march madness um i've been in, in ncaa tournaments acc tournaments championship games and there's nothing like an nba playoffs. honestly it's it's something so special something that i obviously i hope i hope we make it you know we have a really good team so i I hope we make it this year and uh you know that's our goal just to make it even farther um but to play the nba playoffs,
1: if you guys don't make the playoffs that is going to be a story i know i know (laughs) i know
0: know. Um, but hey it's an exciting time and yeah, um, there's like I said, there's nothing like it. It's different and um, it's a, it's a lot of fun.
1: It, how is it different that you can count on to, to a certain extent the Clippers being in the playoffs? You know that you're on a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs versus in Detroit where you guys were hoping to get there, right? Um, mm-hmm. Does it does it change how you approach the regular season or your your mindset in terms of? getting ready for that time of year what's what's different when you know you're on a team that's that's probably going to be in the playoffs and is hopefully making a deep run I think for
0: us it's like just the building habits um building the habits that are going to work in the playoffs and you know we're taking the time now I mean obviously we want to win every game that we can in the regular season like that's that's our main goal is to win but like while we're doing that it's all right what what habits are we building what habits are, are gonna work for us in the playoffs you know what is gonna what is gonna work for us and you know that's that's just been the main the main thing I have heard from guys and my teammates some of the guys on the team like they've been through so much like they've experienced you know deep runs in the playoffs and we, I, like we have really good veteran guys mm-hmm. that know what it takes and just to hear them talk about like oh this this isn't gonna work this is gonna work this is what we need to do like you really pay attention and you really learn a lot just from um, them saying stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I think right now we're we're just continuing to build playoff habits, championship habit. Uh, It is even a better word um, to to, um, describe that. So um, that's just kind of what we're doing right now.
1: So as we, as we wrap up, I want to ask you about uh, two teammates, one Kawhi Leonard. What do you know about him now that he's been a teammate that, you didn't know or that surprised you or that changed your view of him from what you perceived when you were playing when you were just playing against him
0: when I didn't know Kawhi personally um, just playing against him watching him from afar I think a lot of people think he's just a, a quiet guy you know doesn't say much just just plays the game but you know for me like he's, he's, a, he's a really funny guy he's a, like he's a great guy to talk to you know, he's more vocal than people think. And he, he honestly is, is such a true professional, the way he, he takes care of his body, the way he is in, in the gym working. Uh, he, he is one of the, the most professional guys I've ever been around hmm. in the NBA. And, um, but yeah, like I said, he's a funny guy. He, he, he loves to just be around people, loves to be social and just, and hang out and, uh, he, he's a really cool guy. Kawhi is great, and like I said, he's obviously one of the best players in the NBA, and such a such a true professional while doing that.
1: So the other guy, and and I think you've probably spent more of your career with Reggie Jackson than with anybody else on the planet. Uh huh. And yeah. <laughs> Reggie is one of those guys I love, but I'm always thinking, okay, what's he going to do next? Um. <laughs> If you had to describe Reggie to someone who'd never met him, what would you say? Reggie
0: is one of the best teammates, one of the best people. Somebody that will always have your back. Like Reggie is, he he always brings energy to the room. Like that he, he does. He, he's always it's incredible. Like how he just kind of lifts up a room, man. Like like he's a great teammate. Like, have you ever seen the movie Cool Hand Luke? Yes. Okay, so any anytime he walks in the gym, anytime he sees me, I'm so, surprised yo, cool you've hand, seen Cool about? Hand cool Luke. Hand.
1: Cool, what do you say? I mean, that's that's the, the the Paul the Paul Newman movie, right?
0: Yeah, Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, yeah and, and Reggie—that's all he calls me. Just Cool Hand. That's like his nickname. Even ever since Detroit, I mean, he'll scream it from across the room, like no matter who's in between us, like he'll say "Hey" to everybody, and it's it's great. Like he, he he's he's awesome. Like my my parents like got. Uh, got to know Reggie pretty well and one of Reggie's you know close people that are is close with him and um he's always asking how my family's doing like he's just he's a great guy like I, I love yeah. being around him guys love being around him and he's another guy that's, that's uh, honestly is like a true professional of what he does he's, he's always getting his work in and and you know just staying ready like Reggie this year he had some DNPs like he, he didn't even play some games mm. um, but right now he he's like a big a big piece of what we're doing and he's having a big role and he's playing really well. Like, so he's just a guy that stayed ready. You know, he, he trusted his, his work, trusted his process of what he was doing and um, he's had some really good games for us. So uh, Reggie's been great. You know, one of my favorite teammates so far that, that I've, that I've played with in the NBA. And uh, like I said, he's, he's fun to be around.
1: He was clearly tortured and knew immediately what had happened, what he'd done when he called the timeout that you guys didn't have. How, oh yeah, in Miami. Yes, so. like how how did you guys handle that as a team? Because clearly he was distraught. Right. Was there anything special it's, that was done? And I have a theory about this, so that's why I'm, I'm I I have a follow up to this. But I want to hear what your okay. thoughts were on it. I think like
0: everybody was just. I mean, everybody was fine. Like honestly, like he was. Yeah, I mean, he was upset. Like he he knew that you know we we. Didn't have any, or I don't, I don't think he knew, but like he knew he made, made the mistake and then he moved past it. And, and, you know, he, he just, he wanted guys to just, you know, tell him that it, it was fine. And, and that's what we did. Like Reggie is fine. Like we're, we're going to make a play. You're going to make a play now. And yeah, that's just like the type of guys that we have, like Reggie, just, just move on. It's fine. Like it, it's all good. And, you know, it, we ended up winning the game and, you know, he, he had a great game. Like, he was, he was one of the best, Best players on our team that game, and um but yeah, I mean we just moved past it, and uh you know we you learn from from stuff like that and, and move on.
1: See, I f- I feel as if and you weren't on, obviously you weren't on the the team last year, but I feel like those kind of moments when a guy does something and the team rallies around them the way they did. I just remember like you know Serge, you know talking right. to him and. Like to me, mm-hmm. those are those are moments that can either break a team apart or pull them together. And I I feel like right. like those are the kind of moments and the kind of guys that you have that can create a bond and a union, particularly for a guy like Reggie who came in last year at the end, and I just feel like things were never quite sorted out in terms of obviously I still think Ty is trying to figure out roles and exactly how they're going to use people and you've got had you've had injuries and people in and out but i feel like those kind of, of incidents can be a big positive and i you know I, I don't want to make too much of it but i just the way guys reacted in the moment i thought you know what this actually could be something that that ends up being really good for the clippers
0: right no doubt and that's that's exactly how like we we thought about it as well like you know, anytime that like I go into the game, I get subbed in the game or anything like Reggie and Patrick Beverly, like they're just they tell me Look, have fun, like have fun, play your game, go have fun, hmm. and like it's just you know that we're playing a game of basketball for a living, and, and and you know it's it's just a thing where we have a really good team and we want to win, and we just have guys that enjoy the process of winning, and that will do anything it takes to win. And just to be around guys like that, it just it, – it lifts, it lifts you up. It lifts everybody up. And we have a really close team. Like, our chemistry is great. We're really, really close in the locker room. And uh, we just enjoy being around each other. So, yeah, moments like that that happened in Miami, it brought us – I mean, it brings you closer together. You know, that's that's a moment where, you know, that bond or that, the connection just – you know, you explained it perfectly. And, uh, yeah, we, we have, we've had moments like that this year. But it only has, has you know – been
1: positive for us yeah all right well listen luke this has been an absolute pleasure a pleasure a pleasure and a privilege i appreciate (laughs) you taking the time i wish you the best of luck i'm i'm excited for what the clippers you know you and Serge coming in i just feel like you you guys have upgraded the team in in some important ways and i wish you the best I, i i hope all of this works out and certainly you know, getting the contract, moving to LA, all of that. I love the way things are going for you. And so thank you for joining me and uh, keep it up, brother.
0: Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I I really enjoyed it. Thank you.
1: All right. That does it for this episode of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. All guests appearing on Buker and Friends receive a gift from Mizzen and Main, M-I-Z-Z-E-N and Main, M-A-I-N, fine men's fashion wear made out of performance fabric. If you've seen me on TV, you have surely seen me wearing Mizen and Main. In our next podcast, it may be time for another Buker friendless. The MVP race has heated up. The controversy surrounding the national anthem still needs to be discussed. And perhaps a game of contender versus pretender in terms of teams that are legit title contenders and those that just have a gaudy record. Please don't forget to rate the show and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. The ratings and the reviews are important. It tells us what we're doing right, what we could do better, and it means a lot to our sponsors. Trust me. So thank you in advance for that. In the meantime... As always, thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip?